airing the Addisons. Well, let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Good afternoon. This is Erin Addison's here on American Family Radio. I'm Will Addison holding it down for the family. Sending you greetings from the Addison tribe. Glad to be here with you this Friday. Man, I have a few things that I want to talk about. And also, I have an exhortation from one of the listeners. Uh, I think it's very, very powerful. I want to read that at some point in the program today. But first, I want to let you know that you can download our podcast at AFR.net. AFR.net. Just click on the podcast tab and look for Aaron Addison's or whatever show that you're looking for. Make sure you download the podcast. Also, you can email us at Addison's at AFR.net. Addison's at AFR.net. And also the Living the Gospel During Difficult Times Town Hall, the one that's outside of Birmingham for October 29th has been canceled. Just want to let you know that. But you can also go to AFA.net slash events and see what town halls are coming up. And so uh, make sure you go check that out. Also, remember to watch the In His Image documentary, In His Image dot movie, In His Image dot movie. Make sure you share it with a friend. It's a powerful resource for us with the things that are happening today. So check it out and share it. Also, one of my favorite things, Operation Christmas Child, uh, the collection week uh, starts today all the way till, uh, let's see, November 23rd. So now more than ever, children need great joy. Most of all, they need the hope found only in Jesus Christ. So we can pack a shoebox at home or build one online and reach children around the world with God's love. Just visit SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC for more information. This is something that uh, my church uh, is doing uh, with our fellowship. My family, we do it every year, fill those boxes this is a great thing to do, you know, and there's also uh, a follow up that can be done that that will be done and opportunities for discipleship for the children who get these boxes. And you can also track these boxes, too, and see where they go. And so it's just an awesome opportunity to give. And, man, I just love how my family takes part in that, because that's a time where we can say, look, kids, it's not about us. Let's, you know, get some toys, some things and send it off to, to a child and sometimes they're, they're looking at those toys and they're like, man, I want that. <laughs> it's not about us. Not about us. It's a good uh, time of training as far as uh, giving. And so Operation Chris, Christmas Child. Before we move on, I wanted to um, share a little something that's, that's been on my heart, especially as it pertains to the church. Man, you know, if you listen to this program, we talk a lot about, uh, you know, the cultural events, things that happen uh, within uh, America and but as it relates to the church and how to have a biblical perspective about what's going on, you know, and I, I've gotten emails and even calls from people who are saying things like, 
man, you know, they're showing this in our church and it relates to critical race theory. You know, these things are dividing our church or man, our fellowship is, you know, I, I feel something is happening different here. And it, it seems like it's dividing us, you know, within the body of Christ. And that infuriates me, man, because I, I, in the body of Christ, we should have, you know, boundaries set in, through the word of God to be able to block that stuff out because the enemy is using uh, even some of the history of this nation uh, to divide the church. Things did happen in this nation that were bad, terrible, you know, but it's almost like it's a perpetual needing to forgive or ask forgiveness. That it's a perpetual guilt that needs to be felt. And I'm like, no, no, if you're forgiven, you're forgiven. And, you know, I, I, man, it, it's something that, that we've talked about on this show a lot, you know, because it's ha- it has infiltrated the church. Of, of course, it's infiltrated academia. I talked about how the, the, uh, the school in Virginia, the, the, the um, county there, Fairfax, where they're getting these books from this, this guy who is a big proponent of critical race theory. And they're using using that book as a history book. That's terrible because it's, it's teaching children to hate America, basically. You know, and I get pushed back about that. But, man, we've studied this critical race theory and all this stuff. We talked about it. Man, my wife, she's done uh, uh, um, messages and, and, and about it and, and talked about it, teachings on it. It's, it's, it's diabolical. But I want to encourage the body of Christ. You know, lately, lately with all the talk of privilege and oppression, I've been thinking more and more about the family of God, especially here in America. As followers of the way, we are a part of a wide ranging family. And it's such a precious thing to me now more than ever before in my life. You know, Christ literally, through the giving of his life, solidified all into the family of God who would call upon his name and repent, receiving salvation by faith. Where there was division between God, worshipers and, and pagans, uh, Christ made it possible that all can gain entrance into the eternal family. The scriptures declare uh, Ephesians 2, uh, chapter 2, verse 14 to 18, for Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. Man, that's powerful. By abolishing in his flesh the enmity, which is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so that in himself he might make the two into one new man, thus establishing peace and might reconcile them both in one body to God through the cross by it having put uh, put to death the enmity. And he came and preached and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him, we both have our access in one spirit to the father it was, it was a miraculous thing that Christ did on behalf of sinful man. It was a miracle. And our country right now uh, is in some real turmoil. Uh, there is uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, racial tensions, joblessness, broken families, marriages failing, uh, sexual deviancy is making gains, and the list goes on and on and on. And one of the alarming things about all of this uh, to me is that the bride of Christ finds itself in the middle of culture acting as though we don't have the answers to these problems. We have these answers through the word. 
The church uh, in the midst of these things seems to quickly lose its footing and forget that our identity is in Christ. You know, there are, are ideals and doctrines of demons that set out to divide us in this country based on skin color. And we have to stand firm as a family rejecting these doctrines. Now is the time we take up our swords and we fight. Uh, we fight with our swords, the, which is the word of God. We have weapons. We're not here paralyzed like we don't know what to do. The Bible tells us when we have uh, uh, complaints and, and things going on within the body of Christ, how we should uh, 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 handle those situations if we would but go to the word. So my cry for us as the people of God are living in this moment is let's fight. My heart says, uh, as the Apostle Paul said in Ephesians chapter five, do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but in instead even expose them. For it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. For this reason, it says, awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. That's the admonishment. We have to expose what's going on. We are not to be partakers in evil and evil doctrines and teachings and things that are outside of the church that have come in to divide, we are to expose those things. And there are many things pressing in on the church, but we must always remember who we are and whose we are. There are forces that we are at war with. I say, let's sure up ourselves. Let's, let's get strong. Let's value the family of God. Let's fulfill the words of Christ that the world will know that we are his disciples by our love for each other. You know, although many uh, houses of worship may look and operate as organizations, we are not a part of an organization. We are part of the family. We are part of a family and it's established this way by God. In an organization, there's a human CEO. The way to get to the top usually is to step on others, is to be cutthroat, ambitious by nature. Uh, there's greed and pride is valued as a good, uh, good thing. But in the family, in, in the family, we do nothing from selfishness or, or, or empty conceit. But with humility of mind, we regard others as more important than ourselves. We do not merely look out for our own personal interest. I'm talking about the family of God but also for the interest of interest of others. That's Philippians chapter two, verse three and four. This is how we operate. We operate in a family and in, in the family, there is authority. Jesus, the head of the, of the, of the church, there's security in this family. There's love and affection. There's opportunities to grow. There's stability. There's conflict. There's conflict, but there's partnership. And Paul puts it this way in Romans chapter eight, for all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. 
Romans chapter 8, verse 14 through 17. Then in Ephesians chapter chapter 1, um, verse 5, it says, He predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the kind intention of his will. In John chapter 1, verse 12 and 13, it says, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. It's a family thing, y'all. It's a family thing. We've been adopted. Powerful. Adoption. As Christians, we can't allow ourselves to get sucked into the narratives of the day and lose our identity. Today's narrative will say to the less melanated, you have white privilege and you are by nature the oppressor. They will say you need to repent for the sins of less melanated people before you, for your ancestors who did wrong. You need to repent. Even if you are not partial yourself, you really are, but you don't know it. So repent. Be quiet and learn uh, the struggle of more melanated people in society. This is what that narrative says. You be quiet. You don't understand the plight of, of more melanated people. <laughs> That's the narrative of this world. We don't accept that. We don't accept that. Today's narrative was saying to the more melanated, you are a victim of systemic racism. You cannot really do anything because this system that uh, you live in is rigged to keep you down. You need to reject whiteness because whiteness will kill you. That's a, a, the narrative of this world. That's a doctrine of demons. And we as the family of God call this what it is, doctrine of demons. But the spirit explicitly says that in latter times, some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons by means of the hypocrisy of liars seared in their own conscience as with a branding iron. Men who forbid marriage and advocate abstaining from foods which God has created to be gratefully shared uh, in by those who believe and know the truth. I'm going to stop right here, but I'm going to pick up after the break. Look, we're part of the family of God, y'all. We have a different set of rules. We don't go by the rules of this world. So when they're trying to force feed us this stuff and say you need to be concerned about this, this is happening with you when it's really not, do not accept it. We stand on the word of God, the straight edge of scripture. This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. Be back right, right after this. I see you got a lot of makeup. You caked up, but so what? Yeah, and you don't need another player to pay ya to blow up. Yeah, I know you're getting paper and the pesos. I know to get the paper, anything goes. Yeah, we know you're independent and you got your own digits, but the money ain't good enough. No, it's the Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa. Pretty just ain't good enough. Uh, Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa. Gotta see the bigger picture. Yeah, so you ain't gotta spend your whole life running. I know you're trying to chase all that money. This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. This is Will Addison. Glad to be with you. Hope this is an encouragement to you as 
as a member of the family of God, man, let's bond together. You know, my brother Abraham says, you know, we're going to need each other even more as the day, uh, the days ahead are approaching. We need the body of Christ. We need each other. And this world is trying to separate us. I talked about uh, before the break, the narratives of, of of the day. You know, one narrative is saying that less melanated uh, people is saying to them, you have white privilege and you are by nature the oppressor. That's that's a that's one of the narratives that's out there in this world, in this in this country that has seeped into the church. They will say you need to repent for the sins of less melanated people before you, even if you are not partial yourself. You really are, but you don't know it. So repent. Man, how demonic is that? That narrative says be quiet and learn the struggle of the more melanated people in society. <laughs> Look. I admit that things have happened, but man, for you to be, uh, for you have to, to, to be the one to carry the sins of people who are, are long gone and it, it don't even apply to you. Why, why would that sin be on your account? Why? Unless you are partial, unless you have some issues going on, then yes, you do need to repent. But why do you need to repent for people who did something like 50, 60 years ago and it wasn't you? Why? I don't understand that. And then on the flip side, I said the narrative uh, of uh, today for melanated people are you are a victim of systemic racism. You cannot really do anything because this system uh, that you live in is rigged to keep you down. You need to reject whiteness. Because whiteness will kill you. Man, I wish somebody would have told this to like Booker T. Washington. That, hey, you can't do anything. He would have been like, wait, I'm I'm building a university right now. What you talking about? I'm building a university. I wish somebody would have told this to Frederick Douglass. (laughs) Uh, You can't do anything because, you know, the system is against you. And, you know, you can never do anything. My, you know, that that, the finger of the man is, is on your head. Man, those, you know, uh, those senators, those first black senators and the people that, was, you know, came out of out of slavery and, and had great wealth. Man, I wish somebody would have told them that. that. Man, they would have looked at us like, what are you talking about? I just want a, a chance. And given the chance, I will do. I don't <laughs> look. There's nothing that can stop us. There's nothing that can stop us. Don't submit to that narrative. We call those narratives doctrines of demons, doctrines of demons. And I'm going to read the scripture again because we got to identify this stuff for what it is. But the spirit is, uh, explicitly says that in latter times, some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons by means of the hypocrisy of liars seared in their own conscience as with a branding iron, men who forbid marriage and advocate abstaining from foods which God has created to be gratefully shared in by those who believe and know the truth. So there's, there are doctr- doctrines of demons out there that people are submitting to, paying attention to, and ha- have become captive to. That's plausible arguments that people are taking in and saying, oh, that sounds like, man, yeah, man, that's that's how it is for real. That's that's what it is. Plausible arguments that things that should be rejected by the people of God being taken on. We as Christians, we say 
We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And we are ready to punish all disobedience whenever your obedience is complete. This is what we say as the people of God. We, we look at those narratives. We see what the world is trying to pour into the church. And we say we are destroying speculations. And every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive. Oh, the man's trying to keep you down. You can't do anything. I take that thought captive. That's not what the, the word of God says. My identity is in Christ Jesus. That's nothing. That's impossible. We say there is only one race, the human race. And that he made from a one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation, that they would seek God if perhaps they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. This is what we see. We use the straight edge of scripture to cancel all these voices coming at us today. We tell, we tell the world we don't receive the problems that you want to foist on us because we as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, we put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience and patience. We bear with one another and we forgive each other. If we have a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave us, so also we forgive them. This is the word, y'all. So when we have people that say, man, this group of people did me something in, in the church. Man, we, we, we show gentleness. We bear with each other. That's forgiveness. We talk about these things. We, we don't apply some type, type of metric of uh, CRT, intersectionality, and say that you owe me this. No. We say, brother, I'm offended by this. Can we talk about this? And we bear with each other. We forgive each other. Just as the Lord forgave us, so we also forgive them. Beyond all these things, we put on love which is the perfect bond of unity. We let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts to which indeed we were called in one body and we are thankful. We let the word of Christ richly dwell within us with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in our hearts to God. Whatever we do in word or deed, we do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Colossians 3, 12 to 17. We are of the family of God. Once, as it says in Acts chapter 2, we are at the greatness of God. We have all things in common. We share with each other as there is need. We break bread together. We take meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart. This is who we are, y'all. Church, we have an identity and it's rooted in Christ. We have a family uh, that we belong to eternally. This is who we are. And skin color, uh, socioeconomic status has no bearing on our love for each other. This is our message and this is who we are. Our family is peculiar. We are of the family in which it is said, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, 
a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. This is who we are. We are of the family that scripture says, but none of the rest dare to associate with them. However, the people held them in high esteem and all the more believers uh, in the Lord. Multitudes of men and women were constantly added to their number to such an extent that they even carried the sick out into the streets and laid them on cots and pallets. So that when Peter came uh, by, at, at least his shadow might fall on any one of them. Also, the people from the cities in the vicinity of Jerusalem were coming together, bringing people who were sick or afflicted with unclean spirits and they were being healed. We are a peculiar people. Peculiar things happen around us. <laughs> We're not normal. We are the body of Christ and our identity is in Christ. We are peculiar. We are of the family that it was said, these men who have upset the world have, have also come here. Turn the world upside down. That's the type of family that we are a part of. When we come in, things change. Things change. We put those that make idols uh, for worship out of business. This is the family heritage. We cast out demons. We cast demons out of div uh, divinness and soothsayers, causing those in charge of, of them to lose money. We're bad for business as Christians because we don't submit to the things of this world. You know, not too long ago, uh, the fifth anniversary of the massacre that took place at the Mother Emanuel AME Church uh, happened. Uh, nine of our brothers and sisters were killed by a very hateful individual. And this happened at a time where racial issues were tense and the guy uh, who, who was doing this wanted to spark a race war. That's what's his, that was his plan. His plan fizzled out because the church stood in a posture of forgiveness. I remember Miki and I talking about this. We were doing Urban. And Al Sharpton was planning to come to that area and to stir things up. But the pastors and the leaders of that community got together and they, they just blocked him out. They said, no, we got this. We know how to handle this. And you saw, you can go and watch the videos of family members uh, forgiving this hateful individual for killing their family. Like, it was amazing. I had Christians say, man, I don't know what's wrong with them. They're forgiving too quick. They, don't, they didn't understand what, what being in his family is all about. Just, just as we have been, been forgiven, we forgive others. It was amazing to the world that these family members were able to forgive this man. But that's who we are. We are peculiar. Why would we let some uh, types of uh, ideologies and thinking come in and divide us? We are set apart people. What happened in this display of, 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 of terror at this church to our brothers and sisters was, was, was horrible. But man, there was no riots there because the church stood up and said, we got this. We know what to do. We endure hardship like good soldiers. We bless those that curse us. We are peculiar. And lastly, we are loyal. We care for one another. We do good to everyone, especially the household of faith. We're not ashamed of that. And look, the only cancel culture 
we as Christians partake of is the cancellation of our old selves. We were at one time objects of wrath. Ephesians chapter two says, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them, we too all formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. But God, hallelujah, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the ages to come, he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Amen. That has been we've been that's how we've been canceled. Our sin, our old man, our old nature. That's how we've been canceled. This is what uh, uh, being canceled looked like for us. Ephesians 2, 12, that you were at, at that time separate from Christ, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope without God in the world. When you were dead in your transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive together with him, having forgiven us all our transgressions, having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. That's our cancel culture right there. Our debts have been canceled. This is our cancel culture. You know, the apostle Paul in Philippians outlines his debt, his dedication to the cause, to the being in Christ. He outlined it well. He had things he could hold on to and boast in, but life, but his life in Christ, his loyalty to the Lord canceled those things. In Philippians chapter three, very familiar, very familiar. He says, although I myself might have confidence even in the flesh, if anyone else has in mind to put confidence, confidence in the flesh, I far more circumcised the eighth day of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to the righteousness which is in the law, found blameless. But whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as loss for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish so that I may gain Christ and may be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death in order that I may be may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Look, we got to know who we are, y'all. We are part of the family of God. This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. Be back right after this. 
living for the most high, feeling like I won't die. Before I get to meet him, I'ma see him crack the whole sky. Everything he teaching me, I'm speaking through the flow now. And it's even sweeter than before now. Got me yelling God over my name. Christ over fame, be the same. Me before they added lights to my name. Fame make you not realize you a slave. Be obedient, your master, add ice to your chains. Christ be the key though. Your life is the keyhole. You were blind to your pride, tied to your ego. If life was a movie, would Christ get the lead role? Or just some insignificant slide in your B-roll? Uh, me, I'm a Christian, Christian, a real one, real one. And I don't care what you think about it. Oh, my life ain't none of y'all really than Christ. You better read about it. This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. I'm Will Addison. He's been talking about being a part of the family of God and what that means. Man, it's such a high privilege for us to be in Christ. Man, look, guys. There's, there's so many things that try to press in upon the church, man. But we have to block that stuff out. If it's not of God, we have to block it out. We can't let those things penetrate in such a way that it breaks up and divide the body of Christ. And I'm, and I'm telling you, man, we have been given over in some areas to doctrines of demons, to things that have come in to divide based upon stuff like skin color. Come on, man. <sighs> 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. If you would like to give me a call to talk about being in the family of God or whatever you want to talk about, you know, uh, let's go. Um, I received this email from a brother. And um, this was an exhortation that he gave at his church. And I thought it was very powerful. Um. He gave this exhortation to his church, and this is what it says. I'm going to read it. He says, are you a Christian first or an American first? A Christian first or Republican first? A Christian first or Democrat first? He says, the apostle Paul said, herein do I exercise myself to always have a conscience void of offense toward God and toward men. In your prayers for this country and its future generations, in your prayers for this uh, election can you with clear conscience in the sight of God with God looking on pray for an outcome that will allow the unborn to continue to be dismembered and slaughtered in the mo mother's womb and now even outside of the womb can you with a clear conscience before God pray for an outcome that will result in the promotion and celebration of two men and two women walking hand in hand down the aisle to be joined together when the word of God emphatically states that men who burn in their lust for one another will not inherit the kingdom of God? Can you, with a clear conscience, in the sight of God, pray for an outcome that will result in churches and pastors being told by the government what they can and cannot say from the pulpit? And can you, with a clear conscience, pray for an outcome that will result in adolescents being given the right to make the life altering decision of changing their sex organs, even before they're old enough to drive or vote. Whose prayers, whose platform do you think most align and agree with the kingdom of heaven and the will of God? Can we possibly believe that God is just waiting in heaven to answer prayers that if answered will result in the continuation of these wicked abominations? If the blood of, 
of uh, one man, Abel, cries out to God, how much more does the blood of over 60 million babies cry out to you, sir, to you, ma'am, saying, what was wrong with me? Why wouldn't you fight for me and give me a chance to live? Why wouldn't you let me experience the love of family and friends and go to school and enjoy holidays and have pets and grow up and choose a career and have my own family and watch my own son and daughter walk down the aisle? And when you have no answer, let me supply you with one, because I have chosen my will over God's will and have allowed all a generate a generation's old tradition to be to become a stronghold and a stranglehold. If this election was about abortion alone, it would be worth fighting for. But the foundations of the greatest nation in human history are at risk of being eroded. I challenge you to get along with God before the election. Open your heart to him and pray the words of David in Psalm chapter 139, verse 23 and 24. It says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. That was a word of exhortation that a brother named Chuck Stanley gave to his church um, last month. And uh, he allowed us to share that. And I thought it was really powerful things to think about as we prepare for this season that we're in. We got to make some decisions. But, man, when you look at it, the decision is already made, like for me, at least. Because I submit my life to the straight edge of Scripture, and I understand what the Word says, and that informs the way that I vote. But let's go to some calls. Let's go to uh, Chris in Mississippi. Hi, Chris. Hey, Will. How's it going? I just wanted to let you know that you was right on the money. Thank you. And according to 1 Corinthians 5th chapter when Paul wasn't there, but he wrote back to him and told them that it was the son wanted the father's wife or going with the father. Mm-hmm. And he told him, he said, look, I'm not there with you in the, spi- uh, in the flesh, but I am in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And he said, put this one way from among you mm-hmm. that's done this terrible thing. And he said, we live. In other words, Paul was telling them, look, we got our foundation, and that's Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And we live by the Word of God. And all we have to do is live by the Word of God and it'll stump, stamp our racism mm-hmm. uh, and any other sin that's out there. Amen. And all we have to do is just live by the Word of God. And, it- and Amen. It'll Chris. bring all us together. Amen. I, I agree. I agree with you. We live by the straight edge of Scripture. And, you know, everything that pertains to life and godliness, we have. It's contained within the Word of God. And we don't need outside tools to help us to interpret, you know, the how we should live out the Word of God. Like, we have everything that we need. So I, I agree with you. Okay, let's go to Ron in Alabama. Hi, Ron. Hey, how you doing today? Love y'all's program. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to say that first. Uh, I just wanted to say earlier you said uh, something to kind of tore at me, I uh, heard before. You said, who can stop God? And it made me think immediately, well, I can stop God with my own choices. A lot of times God has these provisions and things in life for me, and I can say, you know what, I just ain't going to do that. 
and turn right away from it. And I think that's exactly what they're trying to do right now in this nation. They're trying to get people to turn away from their provision they're supposed to have with God mm. by saying, you know what, I'm going to choose the other way. Mm-hmm. Just nonsense. Just mm. nonsense. I love you, man. I love what you're doing. I love y'all's program. And I'll let you go and hear some more callers and hear what everybody else has to say. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ron. Yes, I hear you on that. And I think the point I was trying to make was that, you know, there's this narrative that there's stuff that we can't do. And I'm thinking as being a more melanated man, that that's that thing that I can't accomplish because the system is against me. And I would say greater is he that's within me that, than he that's in this world. And so when I say who can stop God, who can stop God that's, that's, that resides in us, the Holy Spirit, you know, there's nothing that we can't uh, do. But yes, you're right in what you're saying. There is a move to 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 do exactly what what you're saying. But uh, man, I again, man, these narratives that are out there, I call them, and I think I'm accurate in saying that doctrine of de- doctrines of demons because they have infiltrated the church, and there are pastors who spent years in seminaries who are coming through and teaching this stuff, and it's not what God what what the Bible says about these issues. All right, let's go to. Scott in Louisiana. Hi, Scott. Hey, brother Will. Thank hey. you for uh, for your program. For all y'all do, man. You are hitting on all cylinders today. You are on fire. I Praise love God. it. I love it. I love it. Hey, uh, I just really wanted to call, man, and just uh, agree with what you're saying and affirm what you're saying, and, and just to let you know, man, that that I really, really love y'all's program, man. I really awesome. and I really, really appreciate. I know y'all got a newborn baby at the house. Yes. I really appreciate you, you know, getting back on the air as quick as you did. And I appreciate uh, Miss Meeky for, mm-hmm. for you know, coming coming and because I mean I, I yeah. know man I got <laughs> I got kids. I remember you know I didn't want to leave my baby and mm-hmm. go to work. So I I understand man, and I just want to thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all. Oh man, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you, Scott. And I I just pray that we are a blessing to the body of Christ. You know that's our aim is to really encourage the body of Christ. You know, we, we our show is not geared necessarily politically. You know, we, we will say what we, uh, what we think about those because we have to know about what's going on. But, man, our heart is really, man, how can we help the body of Christ to thrive, you know, in, the, in this time? And, and we talk about all those different issues, uh, but we all want to bring it back to the straight edge of Scripture because the Bible has something to say about all these things. So thank you so much for, for listening. We, we appreciate you. Okay, let's go to I, Ina in Mississippi. Yes, yes. well, I just, I just wanted to call and tell you how thankful I am for you and Mickey and mm-hmm. your, your stand on everything. And uh, you, uh, I think the previous guy said that you were clicking on all cylinders today and i say amen to that and so just thank you so much for where you stand and and, uh, how you're bringing it to us amen thank you so much Ina. we appreciate you god bless you thank you Uh, let's go to um annie in mississippi hi annie yeah, Will, it's so good to talk to you again. I can't yes, believe ma'am. I'm calling again. That's but okay. I have to just share with you about my dad, who was my hero. Okay. He died at uh, age 91, but Daddy was born in 1927. Mm. And he said one thing to me one time. I don't know what I was doing at the time as a teenager, but Daddy said, Ann, there are good blacks and there are bad blacks. Mm. There are good whites and there are bad whites. Mm. My dad never had a prejudice bone. Uh, Will, when my dad came up, 
he was not, they were not allowed to wear white shirts in some of the towns they went in. Or if uh, they're going down the sidewalk, the other person that was of a different color could have them move off the sidewalk. So wow. they said, but my dad never held that in his heart. I am mm. so proud of him, Will. He is my hero. Amen. He showed me if I have Christ in my heart, I will love people. And mm. I thank God for my dad and the way we were brought up. And I know there are those that are not. But I just pray with the radio show and all that you and Mickey do to try to reach those out is that if you say that you're truly a Christian, think about it. Are you? Mm. But that's just what I want to share about my dad, Will, at the oh. time that he came up. If any man had, well, I don't know if you would say a reason, but <laughs> Daddy, they, they went through some hard times. Yeah, but my no, daddy you're right. never took it to heart. He you're never right. took, and that's the way man. he raised us. Man, so, that's... 1927 now. Wow. Think about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Andy. That's that's awesome. And she makes a great point. You know, there's a lot of people, there's people like LeBron James and others, these celebrities who are crying about oppression. And I'm like, man, you didn't experience what Annie's dad experienced. Like, I haven't experienced that. You know, I don't feel oppressed. Like, I don't feel like I've ever been oppressed. But there's this narrative that's out there that, man, you are oppressed because you're you're uh, more melanated. I don't submit to that. I'm sorry. I just don't. You know, and this is that was a great example of someone who really was dealing with some things, but man, had the love of God in his heart, was able to persist. Praise God for Andy's dad. Let's go to William in Oklahoma. Hi, William. All right, thanks for taking my call. I was just going to just uh, comment on what you said. Uh, a lot of the pastors, they don't, you know, keep up with the news, and a lot of them don't follow the straight edge also, and Sometimes, like, um, you try to tell them what Black Lives Matter stand for, mm-hmm. and they just listen to the radio, and a lot of them will unfortunately say, oh, I already have my mind made up. Mm-hmm. And it's, sometimes it's very disheartening to, yeah. you know, hear that because they just think they don't want to hit the other side because they're so brainwashed by what they hear on the TV, and they don't research for themselves. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's all I had to say. No, you're you're right. You're right. And they're giving ear to... Uh, deceitful conversation and I, you know, doctrines of demons and, you know, they're, 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 they're giving their ear to that stuff. And so it's growing in their hearts and it's, it's there. Uh, let's go to David in Alabama. Hi, David. Hi, Will. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. I loved your message today. Amen. I just wanted to tell your listeners today, persecution of the church is going to come down to pastors preaching against the world today. Mm-hmm. preaching the word mm-hmm. there's going to be such a hate crime come against the church mm. and uh i just wanted to quote if you let me a writer for standing strong in the storm paul esterbrook paul esterbrook said persecution is the evidence of living righteously mm. and to avoid persecution is to stop living righteously let's mm. let the church stand Mm. That's the church stand. Amen. Thank you. I love you, brother. Love you too. Amen. Good word. Good word. Thank you so much. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to get to to the last call. I'm sorry. But man, I just want to encourage the body of Christ. Just encourage that we are part of the family of God. And that's a great, great thing. Let's not submit to the ideals and the system of this world. Man, let's dig into the word of God. Let's understand our heritage. Let's understand that where, you know, where we come from, our true history. 
our true history is found in the word of God. Yes, that's, you know, history of our, you know, ethnicity and all of that. But man, my history, I'm looking at what, what the word of God says, what the people before me have, have done to fight this good fight. Well, God bless you. This has been Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. Have a great weekend. I'll see you uh, Monday, Lord willing. God bless.